You're watching Screw It on Supple Wine. I'm your host, Mike Supple. This past week, I took part in a lunch with David Powell, who's the chief winemaker and managing director at Torbreck. It's a winery based out of Australia that's known for their high-quality, high-end, and somewhat expensive Shiraz-based wines. And not all of their wines are as high-priced, but none of them are particularly inexpensive. But I would like to point out that all, I've tried all of their wines and from several different vintages, and I really do find that they tend to always over-deliver. So if you're looking at one of the wines by Torbrek and you're looking at the price tag and it's something in your budget, you're going to generally get more bang for your buck on their wines than many other wineries. That being said, this was a great lunch. We had a fantastic lineup. I did bring my camera, so I took a little footage of David talking about his wines. Camera's a little bit shaky, you're gonna have to excuse me, we did have a lot of wine. But David made some very interesting points about his style of wine, about the Australian style of winemaking, why they call their wines Shiraz, whereas the French call them Syrah. It's the same grape, but they generally have very different stylistic characteristics, and he talks about that a little bit. He also talks about the other wines that he makes, Grenache wines, what types of wines he likes to drink, and where his wines sort of fit in in the scheme of the global market. So I thought it was really interesting, wanted to share a couple points with you. Enjoy. Syrahs have completely different tannin profile, the tannins are, are sootier, um, sort of more powdery sort of tannins, with Shiraz, the tannins are softer and rounder and richer. Um, I think the aromatics of the wines are quite different. The more Syrah, wines that I consider to be more Syrah made more, they're more reductive and all that sort of stuff, where Shiraz is much more voluptuous and much more open and, and aromatic, if that makes any sense. I'll talk about an early stage. Um, with uh, whether you could argue that wines made in the Shiraz style wouldn't age as well as wines made in the style of Syrah. And of course, when I talk about Syrah, I'm basically talking about wines made in the Court of Climate. You know, so if you get some of the Court of Climate areas in Australia, that's the way I see those styles of wine compared to the stuff made in warm climates like Ross from Carnival. You know, I make um, no bones about the fact that you know, I make fairly big, rich, full-bodied wines, because that's what the Brosser does. You know, it's a warm, Mediterranean-style climate. We've got these heavy sort of generally red clays over limestone and obviously different variations on that. So, uh, you know, I make wines that I think have a sense of place. And it's interesting too because, you know, we, we've been, uh, you know, there's been a lot of things uh, that have happened and, and it's, I've, I've actually made this a pretty unpopular in Australia because I've been fairly vocal about it. I think that Australia in, in general as an industry has been putting its best foot forward. Uh, certainly dominated by some bigger companies that tend to be much more interested in promotion and commercial reality than actually making fine wine. Tilbrook is, you know, I, I make no bones about the fact that yes, it's in the Bross, which is in Australia, but I'm not, I didn't create Tilbrook to be another Bross of wine, but I created it to be able to stand on its own and up against some of the greatest wineries in the world. And a lot of people think that's incredibly arrogant of me to say that, but when you think that I work with some of the rarest and oldest raw material, why, why shouldn't we be? You know, I get a lot of stick at home from the local press in Australia about the price I charge for my license. So we make world class wealth, we charge world class prices. In fact, I think even something like Renwick, if you put it up against all the great Sarabos wines in the world, it's still a bargain. It's actually not an expensive bottle of wine. If you look at it against, you know, the, the single vineyards from Pigalle and the Chapoutier wines and all this sort of stuff and you know, a lot of what other people are doing. I you know Manfred Franklin is a great mate of mine, Manfred's wines, things like that. I don't think Renwick's an expensive bottle of wine. In fact I think in its category it's actually pretty cheap. Trust me, I might get away with it and charge a lot more for it, but right now I've got to be sensible. <laughs> the other thing about Torbrook too is that we make two styles of, of wines, two streams of wines, if you like. The Shiraz are obviously what we're best known for, as in Australia and in general, the Brosser in particular. Um, the wines I particularly love the most, and the ones I enjoy making the most, are the Grenache based wines, more the southern Roman styles. For several reasons. First of all, making a good Shiraz is actually not that hard. You can look and you can find great Shiraz based wines in pretty well anywhere in the world. It's an incredibly versatile variety, whether it be cool climate, warmer climate, hot climate, 
you know, Shiraz, and you can get young vineyards, old vineyards, even high yielding stuff can still make good coffable, coffable wines. But a lot of other varieties don't do that. Grenache is a lot harder to make good Grenache based wines. You really do need older vineyards, or if you work with younger ones, you've got to work really hard on keeping the yields down. Grenache, I always say to people, is like wool by Pinot Noir. You know, oxidises really easily. You've got to be careful with your acid levels, you've got to be careful with your pH. There's a lot of stuff you've got to look at. And it's a lot harder, a lot more finicky to work with than, than Shiraz. The other thing is, of course, I always say to people, you know, every winemaker will tell them his wines work with food. But the fact is that you know, a lot of wine doesn't actually work very well with food, particularly from the new world. And uh, the great thing I love about Grenache based wines is because they're, they're more mid palate weight, they're actually much more versatile um, with food. I think the Grenache based wines actually you know, work a lot better with, uh, you know, when you're eating out. And I quite often, if I go back to a restaurant, I'll, I normally either drink Grenache based wines from wherever, in Spain or France or Australia, California, or Pinot Noir. They're the sort of wines I'll actually order. When I finish, I don't mind having a drink and share it with people, but I don't want to drink you know, a big Bordeaux or a big Mount Cab or a big Australian Shiraz in general when I'm actually sitting down leading. Yeah, I know I've never ever opened a bottle of that sort of stuff. It's always been a little Grenache place. Or Japanese or something like that. They're the sort of wines I'd much prefer to drink when I'm eating. I always have a glass of wine when I'm eating at 125 kilos, so I can say I've had a lot of practice in eating and drinking. So. <laughs>